We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 50, year two. Today, we're going to talk about what's, well, the Vegas Golden Knights are out. We're going to talk with um, tournament director Matt Savage. We're going to talk about his uh, tribute with the WPT that is coming up on Tuesday. We're going to talk about my pick of the week. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the NBA. The mouthpiece is next. What up? What up? How's it going, folks? Um, episode 50, our golden anniversary. Episode 50 of the mouthpiece today. Um, wow, two years already. It's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, so, uh, it's, um... Let's see, since I was last on last week, things went back to normal with my football picking, where which is good for us, where I pick my pick of the week right, and I don't pick another winner right. That's that's normal for me. Normally, I my best pick every year except last year would always win, and then I lose all the rest. Uh, last week, I got a whopping 17 points out of 50 in my pick'em contest um, with 10 of those being on the Washington I'm not calling them the Washington football team sorry with uh, 10 points being on the Washington Redskins sorry uh, if I offended anybody out there and hurt your butt hurt feelings oh Washington Redskins Mike you're so on PC you called them the Redskins oh my god we're gonna call the Twitter police on you Uh, no I got the heebie-jeebies and uh, so um you know, so the Redskins won easily uh, as a division home dog, and I uh, I won. Now, with that saying, uh, my man Kevin, uh, he uh, he didn't do so well on his pick. Uh, so uh, he is actually uh, uh, was uh, something came up and he could not make it tonight. Uh, so uh, he'll be back next week. I, I think he's trying to collect himself to make sure he doesn't pick any more losers. Because if he does, he knows I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to kick him the fuck out of here. You know, can't be can't be getting on the show and picking losers, man. I mean, I I could pick losers. I'm the king of picking losers. So um, let's go. Uh, let's start at a topic that I know everybody in Vegas is all uh, bent out of shape in and kind of I'm bent out of shape in is the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they went into the series with Dallas as a <clears throat> prohibitive favorite, two-to-one favorite. I thought the line was way high on a, a neutral court with no um, fans. I didn't want to go against Vegas. Uh, I don't bet anyways, but uh, I, did, I did make uh, my first bet in three years. Uh, and that was game five and uh, where Vegas had a 2 nothing lead with 10 minutes to go and lost and that's about right because uh, I think I picked about 17 winners in a row didn't bet any of them and uh, you know I uh, I just watched a series where 
uh, one team dominated in, uh, and lost in five. Uh, kind of reminds me of Vegas the year against Winnipeg when we beat them in five, and Winnipeg pretty much dominated us every game. It's kind of reminded me of that. But, um, it, you know, the word going around on the Vegas Golden Knights is mentally soft. And I think that's a very fine way to put it. Um, every time they faced adversity, they collapsed. You could go back to last year, the, the five-minute major, give up four goals on a, on a power play. I mean, that, that's, that never happened in like, I think it happened one time in the history of the NHL. That's because they mentally wilted. They gave up the first goal uh, with 10 minutes to go in game five. And you could just see they were mentally shot. And then came the power play goal. And then came, you know, the, the terrible penalty in overtime. And, and then the um, unfortunate uh, guy broke the stick. So it was like a five on three and it was game over. But, but they're, they're just very mentally, very mentally soft. You know, um, I said to myself, if, if they don't win the cup, what they did to... Marc-Andre Fleury is going to come back and haunt them. I do believe they went with the right goaltender, but and he did a good job, but he wasn't great. Lanier wasn't great. He was good. He wasn't great. And to win the playoffs, you need to be great. He wasn't great. And uh, they, you know, uh, in Vegas, Fleury's like an icon out here. I mean, it's not like... We've only been had a team for three years. I mean, when we went to the cup finals, they had a chocolate, uh, different colored chocolate at the Bellagio, uh, about seven by 10 foot of Marc Andre Fleury. The guy is so loved in Vegas. And to treat him the way they treated him uh, is uh, pretty unforgiving. Um, the fans are really livid out here in Vegas. And again, it's not that they don't think that Leonard did a good job because he did and he played well and he wasn't the reason we lost. But, um, you know, when you tell a guy your starting job's not in jeopardy and we brought him in to back up in case something happens to you and you're the face of the franchise and you're so beloved by everyone and you play well. I mean, take away the first game in the bubble. Um Marc-Andre Fleury played three games that were uh, fantastic. I mean, they weren't even good. They were fantastic. Uh, so, um, you know, if they won the cup, everybody would have been said, oh, well, it, it's, it's all good. If they went out in five games to Dallas Stars, heads are going to roll, and people are not happy with how Marc-Andre Fleury was, was treated by management, and this isn't the first time. Um, you know, if you guys don't really know, it's like, you know, I didn't know this, but like when Eric Kala got traded before the season, I mean, he had the Vegas drum line supposed to go to his wedding. Uh, he had the whole team scheduled to go to his wedding, and they told him four days before his wedding here in Vegas that you've been traded after he had like everybody with Vegas. So I was kind of cold blooded. Um, they could have waited till after his wedding. Um, and it seems like uh, the the organization is ruthless. And I know it's a business and it's important, but they this isn't a town like other towns where 
oh, you just trade off pieces uh, and, uh, and you just do it because it's a business. Um, you, there's implications. And when you have somebody so beloved like Marc-Andre Fleury and you treat them so poorly, like literally just throw them in the dumpster, there is heads are going to roll and don't be surprised if the um, general manager is fired. I, I, I mean, somebody's going to... They, you could say, well, it's DeBoer's fault, you know, and you saw the tweet with the sword through Flurry's back or whatever, but but um, it's really, I mean, DeBoer's not going to make that decision without going to upper management and saying, I think this guy gives us a better chance to win, and they signing off on it. Um, again, it's not Robin Leonard's fault. He played well. I just feel that um, there should have been... Uh, they should have rotated, and if Flurry had a bad game, he had a bad game. But um, that's not why they lost. They lost because they were heartless. They were mentally weak. And as great a team as they were, they were mentally weak. That's it. And they had a lot of bad puck luck. I mean, they ran into a couple hot goalies. But if you look at uh, everything about the, that series, in case you didn't watch it, it's like, Every game was the same. Vegas shoots 35, 40 shots. The other team shoots 15 and 20, and we lose. You know, all Vegas shots were from the outside. No rebounds, no no um, traffic in front of the net. And uh, even when we were up 2, two nothing in game two, five, uh, it was just a replay of game four, three, two, uh, four, three, and uh, games four and three, and uh, whatever it was. So, anyways, let's see. It's chapter on Vegas Golden Knights. So, let's... Uh, Let's go to another chapter. Let's talk about... Uh, I'm in the sports talk mood because... Uh, and then we're going to go back to my uh, global poker championship I played last Sunday and uh, what happened with that in, there in a second. So, um, the Milwaukee Bucks are out. Number one seed, best record in the league, out in five games. It's the Miami Heat. Hmm. Interesting. Another soft team. Uh, now, I am a, a diehard Laker fan. Everybody out there knows it. I am very disappointed in LeBron James' rhetoric. You see me call it out every day. He's a fucking hypocrite. He's a fucking piece of shit. But he's the greatest basketball player that ever lived. And he's on my favorite team. Um, it's uh, very hard to deal with. I don't like hypocrites. You know? He literally... Like threw Daryl Morey under the bus for being uninformed because it hurt his bottom line with China, but then he'll throw a, a false narrative of the twelve unarmed pol- black men that get killed every year by police is a problem as they politicize that uh, when I think ten or nine are justified, and then uh, but they don't give a fuck about eight year olds, two year olds, five year olds, four year olds being shot Chicago, New York every week. Uh, Fuck you, LeBron James, right here on the Mouthpiece Podcast. Fuck you, you hypocrite motherfucker. There you go. You heard it from me. I mean, I, I've even gotten to the point where I sit here and I, I've, I've literally rooted for the team that I bleed. i hoping they lose because of his rhetoric. You know, and the reason why I bring that up because I, uh, I look and the Clippers are now out. You know, and I. Uh, I, I I just can't even believe they're out. Um, a team that was up three games to one 
and had a 20-point lead in one game, a 16 in another, and a 7-point lead with two minutes to go in the third and lost by, like, double digits in all three. And then they want to use the excuse, well, the other team over there, they've been together for two, three years. We've just been together. Get the fuck out of here. You're a fucking bunch of soft fucking thought you were better than the other team. Bunch of fuck more hypocrites. Doc Rivers running his fucking mouth. That's another more lies that they're killing black people and exterminating black people. That's what fucking this motherfucker and the NBA is pushing. So there's racial divide in the country for political purposes. Anybody thinks it's different is a lie. Go check it out yourself. Go look at the numbers of unarmed blacks killed last year, this year, the year before. Okay, you're three times more likely to be struck by lightning and be killed than you are a black man in America who's unarmed by the police officers. They are pushing a political fucking agenda uh, and they don't care who dies. And it's disgusting. And I, um, I'm i not gonna lie. I have not watched any NBA. I watched the last two minutes of like three games that were closed because there was nothing else on. Uh, I've watched two baseball games. No, one baseball game all year. And I watched one minute of the NFL last week. Now, you know, uh, did I expect to watch a little bit more? Yes, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say I didn't watch it because of their bullshit fucking political opinions. Uh, I mean, I'm still watching a little bit of the NFL because the NFL, but I was busy uh, in the global poker uh, poker championships, and we'll get to that in a minute. So, um, but, uh, you know, People uh, have been stuck in their houses uh, for six months. Sports starts back up. The whole six months, or the, like three of those months, we had nothing else to watch except Netflix or turn on Fox News or, or Communist News Network or, or MSNBC, fucking more Communist News Network. Uh, I mean, they're both, they're all, all, all fucking media is bad, you know, whatever. Talk politics, 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 down our throat. Who did what right with the fucking coronavirus? Who did what wrong? Blame, 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 blame. Both sides, blame, blame, blame. Politicizing a tragedy instead of realizing that there was just nothing, you know, nothing they could have done. I mean, I mean, I did see Chris Rock yesterday call out the Democrats for, um, during the whole time that, that the Republicans were talking about the coronavirus in January, they're busy pushing a, an impeachment sham that they knew what they knew the outcome. It was they're trying to get political points off of an impeachment that could that was always going to be innocent, found innocent or guilty in the House and innocent in the Senate. It was never going to be anything else. So I mean, there were they, they had chances to stop. To, to be more uh, on top of the uh, coronavirus, and the, and they were, you know, there's a lot of blame to go around both sides, you know, people who want to listen. Oh well, Trump underplayed it. Well, of course he did underplayed it. I mean, I told people go go back and look at my podcast back in the March and April. Um, he has to underplay it. I mean, you 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 couldn't get a roll of toilet paper. People were sucking dick for a roll of toilet paper. Okay, and that was with him downplaying it. Can you imagine if you, excuse me, American people, uh 
Rumor has it 5% are going to die and the coronavirus is going to kill millions. I mean, can you imagine the panic? And they're like, Trump should have been honest with everyone. Listen, Trump's a fucking idiot a lot. And I, everybody knows, even people on the right, they get mad at me that I'm not behind him or whatever. I'm behind him. I'm behind his policies. I mean, anybody that thinks he's not a fucking moron by the stuff he says... Uh, or it's just stupid. Now, I know, you know, I don't want to talk too much politics, but it, it, in in the world of, uh, in, in the world, of, it's not what you say, it's what you do, okay? Obama talked perfectly for eight years, and uh, a lot of people will say he, he destroyed the country, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wasn't very political, I didn't know much, I know a lot now, uh, and I could look back at it and from what I see and say he wasn't good for the country, but he's talked perfectly. You know, Trump's an idiot, talks like an idiot, talks like a moron, says dumb shit, uh, doesn't think before he talks, but he gets results and gets things done. So those are the things you have to, you know, you have to waver in on. And, uh, you know, a lot of people will talk, call me and text me, how do you support Trump here? How do you support this? And, you know, there's, there's good things. He's the most pro-Israel president that ever lived. Okay, that means a lot to me. Okay, it should mean a lot to a lot of people, whether if you have any faith whatsoever. Um, he's the most pro-American president, you know. So there's a lot of things to love about him. But, you know, the next 60 days, 50, what is it, 50 days left, 40, whatever, it's going to get ugly. It's going to get bloody. And um, I'm going to try my best. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring people on uh, that have from both sides of the fence. Um, that are are going to uh, to show their uh, you know their their their, their thoughts on 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 uh, on what they think about uh, elections. So um, I'm going to bring uh, special guests on uh, from the left and the right. People who hate Trump, people who don't like, and they could have they could basically state their case. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. So. Uh, Anyways, where, where were we? So back to um, uh, wherever the fuck we were. Uh, I think we were at the Clippers being out in four, four games. Well, that was before that. Oh, no. Whatever. I got lost. Who gives a fuck? What were we talking about? Uh, you were saying fuck LeBron. Fuck oh, fuck Le- well, LeBron. I mean, like, this guy here, man. Greatest basketball player ever lived. Can't take away his talent from that. I mean, he's on my the team that I bleed for, but the things that he says that comes out, he, he thinks he's, he's, uh, he's, uh, Notre Dame and, uh, and, uh, wants Muhammad Ali and, and, uh, Muhammad Gandhi or something. All he is is a dumb, uneducated black, black person that thinks he could, um, use the color of his skin to cause racial divisions in our country by accusing the police of murdering black people and using that as a racial uh, way to cause political unrest and uh, dividing people among race lines is just disgusting. And so it's very hard for me to root for the Lakers this year. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying that. Somebody who used to be very good friends with Jerry Buss, I guarantee you, you know, and they know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? They... You know, I, I I truly believe the NBA is pushing this 
lie and this political agenda to to help try and get Trump out of office because I believe they work for China. They got kicked out of the China market when Daryl Morey said free Hong Kong in uh, last year in October. And I believe they probably offered them billions, not millions, billions, if they could help get Trump out of office because people don't understand they're in an 18-month trade war with China. It was going to cost China $5 trillion. That's why I truly believe they released this virus on purpose. I don't give a fuck if anybody thinks I'm a conspiracy theorist. Just do your own fucking homework and you'll see what's really going on. And, uh, And then I believe the NBA is in it with them because... Like I used to text or tweet with Mark Cuban all the time. I've called him out. I've called the NBA out for uh, for their black lies matter. I call it and uh, a political agenda. And then you know it's one thing. I, I'm all for if they if 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 the NBA would come out would have came out with education equality education on their backs of their shirt right and then vote. It's one thing. They've come off come out with protecting rapists, criminals, drug addicts, um, anti, but, but, but Trump's the devil. So that's the thing. It's one thing you're saying to vote. Okay. That's I'm all for that, but Trump's the devil because, you know, make, you know, with that, that, that make America great again hat that LeBron, that fucking racist motherfucker wore, said, uh, make America arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, blah, 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 and all that bullshit. So, um, uh, anyways, uh, so, um, that really kind of really annoys me. And I, I tweeted, you know, Mark Cuban, I, and I show him like cops being executed in the street murdered i go you support this you support this hair mba you support this because it doesn't they, they want to exploit the two people or three people that were 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 unjustly shot or whatever i don't believe i believe two of the three cases are pushing were justified okay uh and uh but they won't they won't protect cops being executed in the street matter of fact the the head of the law enforcement in la uh, they put up 300 grand and they asked LeBron James to call out the killer, the, the people who shot the police officer and put up 300 grand of his own. Crickets. Crickets from LeBron James, the racists. Total fucking racist, LeBron James. So, uh, great. I'm going to get off that. I get too upset. Um, let's see. We're going to go with um, another subject come on, uh, debated to poker. Uh, something is really, really bit really really bad um is uh i have a friend tim burt um and um tim burt is uh texted me two days ago and uh he signed up on wsop.com and uh he was playing on there and his name on wsop.com was trump 2024 um he then got a letter which i have tweeted out or if you follow me on twitter and, uh, and I retweeted uh, from WSOPD saying that uh, his um, his Twitter, his handle at WSOP, uh, they found offensive to other players. Uh, this is not a country where you could put whatever you want and it's offensive because you support your president. Uh, I, I don't know if that's going to turn into a big story or not. Their answer to him in a letter back is we do not allow political anything politically on our uh, on our website but i told him i said trust me if you put biden 2020 they won't they won't remove you 
you know, so uh, we were laughing about that. But I think that's really going down a slippery slope when somebody puts a name out there. What if the guy's last name is maybe what if his best friend's last name is Trump? There's a lot of Trumps in the world. Anyways, this week is really bad. That was something that happened this week I wanted to touch on. Um, so if all of you out there are very upset about that, I want to email the WSOP or WSOP.com about how wrong that is. You can. If you agree with it, you can also. Anyways, so uh, I think we've covered that. Uh, we're going to uh, cover my run in the um, Global Poker Championship last week. I don't know if you guys missed it. I I live streamed the Global Poker Championship, which I, I realized I was uh, available to play in only two days beforehand. Uh, if you were in the top 100 uh, in the last year for best all-around uh, where I was 97th, uh, you were able to buy into that tournament. I bought it for 10000 And if you missed a stream, I think you should go back and take a look at it. I, I think it was, a, I played a perfect poker tournament. Uh, I think I gave away 38000 in one hand. Maybe I should have a three bet in a spot because the guy stack size. Um, and then I, uh, and that was it. I thought I played a perfect tournament. If you go back and look at it, I I won one hand of showdown in the entire eight hours. That means when I got all in, I won one pot, and um, and I finished tenth. So that goes to show you what I've been telling everybody for well, for years. You know of. You guys could play your math way and you guys could play your GTO way. I'll play the way of The Art of Extraction, um, which is a book I was going to write on tournament poker, which is use your image, set a tight image, use your image to pick up pots. And um, if you watched uh, my uh, stream last week on the Global Poker Championship, you watched me attempt to steal about 14 pots the entire tournament and except for a small bet in one pot where I missed a great flush draw um, I stole 13 so um, and uh, I got all in, all in twice um, I never actually got all in and won a pot uh, except for the one where late where I got pushed king 9 got called by king 10 and hit a running running flush so um you know but the big pot i lose i have ace eight versus ace five i just lost a big pot i said this guy's gonna move in for sure i'm gonna snap him i did he had ace five the board was 10 10 6 4 with three diamonds i had ace eight ace of diamonds uh and uh he could only get uh half with a six or a four he had four four halves and uh and i think it was one or two fives two fives weren't a diamond so he had two wins on the whole deck we win that pot we would have had like 640 there and then two hands later i end up sucking three hands later i end up sucking out with the uh, on the button with the king nine king ten hand um but uh, that's it that's the that's the only pot i won the king nine uh suck out hand uh at showdown in the entire eight hours of play so you know, uh, it really sucks the way I went broke. You know, the guy, sh if you weren't, if you didn't see it, you know, I had uh, almost 13 bigs and a big blind. And 
and the small blind just shoves, and I call him with ace 10, he has 7 3. Um, I hold there, I'm fifth in chips, and I'm almost guaranteed a probably top five or six finish. Uh, that's a $40,000 swing. Um, so, and who knows, you know, I, all of a sudden I pick up a couple pans, I get hot, and I win it for 275 grand. So, uh, you know, I, I think I deserve better um, for how great I played. I didn't really make any mistakes all tournament. And um, a lot of people that uh, that are all about GTO and all these math this and all this and I play too tight this, go watch the tournament I played. You know, just, just if, you, if you really want to watch a perfectly played tournament for eight hours, um, you might get bored to death, but I kind of keep us entertained. So... Um, I mean, I, I think I played a perfect tournament. Uh, you don't hear that out of me very often. Uh, usually when I play a perfect tournament, I, I'm i at the final table and I have a shot to win. Uh, if, you know, of course, there's a lot of luck in poker. We all know that. But uh, when you play good, good, you get good results. I don't care what anyone says. When, when you're on your game and you're doing the things you want to do, you get good results. So... Um, what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to have Matt Savage come on in. Um, he is going to uh, talk about uh, a special uh, tribute that the WPT has put together on Tuesday. And I want everybody who's listening to my podcast to... Uh, we're going to have Matt come in, and he's going to give us a, uh, a rundown of, of what time it's going to start what, and then and how that's going to go. Uh, we're going to take some phone calls, and then we're going to finish up with my pick of the week in the sports. Kevin won't be with us this week. I think he's uh, he might be uh, still crying from his loss of last week, um, and uh, he had to be on a plane flight today. Uh, so I'm pretty sure Kevin will be with us next week and I'm sure he wants to make sure he picks a couple winners because after last week he uh, I got uh, phone calls your man fuck me man he fucking picked me a loser man that's sports betting man and so anyways is Mr. Matt Savage around He's on his way right now, right now, right now. So um, we could, uh, do you want to take some phone calls first or how long do you think he's going to be? He should be any minute. Any minute? All right, let's wait for Matt because I think this is really important. Um, As you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, actually it was um, a week ago, uh, a week and a half ago it was. Oh, it was two weeks ago already. We lost Mike Sexton. Um, it was uh, pretty devastating, you know. And uh, Matt's, uh, you know, worked with Mike Sexton for many years at the World Poker Tour. Um, he's going to come on, and uh, maybe we'll take some call-ins and some questions uh, with uh, with uh, Matt on uh, what we have going on uh, for Tuesday. So uh, a lot of people in the poker world that weren't able to come into my my, uh, podcast that I ran, the tribute before he passed away, 
um, we'll be able to uh, tune into an amazing uh, thing that the the World Poker Tour has uh, put together. So um, that'll be on Tuesday, the twenty second. I think it's going to go. I, I don't even know the times. So Matt's going to come on and tell us, and uh, we'll know exactly. Uh, for all you, all the listeners of the podcast that want to listen to a, a great tribute the World Poker Tour has put together, it's going to be online for the whole poker community to to um, listen to. So uh, that should be really good uh, tonight. Uh, while we're waiting for Matt. We have uh, a football game, I think, Cleveland and Cincinnati. You know, the thing is I learned from last week is I keep thinking, well, they're on the road, they're at home. No, they're not on the road. They're not at home. They're on a neutral field with no stands, no fans. And that means the better team is going to win. And I think that's the mistake I made last week on most of my games. Now, I have picked a game this week that I really, really like. And again, I could say it's home versus road, uh, but I'm not, this is a different scenario. This is way different. And um, maybe you guys will agree with me, maybe you won't. What does it matter? Bottom line is, is things are back to normal. Me winning my, my best pick and losing the rest of them. I've done that every year for 20 years, except last year where we lost every best pick and won every other, all the rest of them. So who knows if that's gonna turn around. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Mr. Matt Savage, where are you? Uh, we Matt. Can, I guess we can just open up phone lines. All right, let's take some phone calls, man. 702-329-0480. Let's see what everybody has to say today. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. Call us, 702-329-0480. Tell me what you want to talk about. Tell me if you want to argue with me about something. But at least if you call in, have a normal conversation. It's not a one-way street your way or the highway. We could debate issues. We could talk shit. You know, we don't have to deal with, we don't deal with bullshit, man. 702-329-0480. We can, uh, while we're waiting to get some phone calls, um, we talk about... Let's get going. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's going on? Uh, Hey, Mike. This is is Rod. I have a question for you. Sure. About the the World Series of Poker Tournament. You got 10 to go, 16 big blinds. You pick up pocket rockets from the big blind. A standard steal from the button, and you three bet instead of just cold calling and pop a trapping with your aces. Now you can't do that and tell me you made a perfect play in that tournament. That's at least one play you kind of fouled up because you're too scared to hit the flop. Uh, you can either cold call 
You, and then maybe check call because depending on the this, witness, the drivers in that fly. Are you crazy? You could have doubled, doubled up and you would guarantee yourself a final oh, table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't play a perfect tournament. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, we lost him. Uh, he's talking about the uh, the hand uh, with about 16 to go. I got aces um, in the big blind. He raised. I three bet him. I mean, I, I three bet him like 3x. Um, I mean, um, the Scott and a, uh, these people, you act like they fold. I mean, I three bet one guy, he four bet I me mean, all in. I mean, what you act like, uh, like, uh, uh, I should just call and then he, I could have like seven, five offsuit and flop seven, five late in the tournament. It's not like I'm not scared. I, I pick up 48,000 plus the big blind and he could call me. Um, I picked up an extra, like, uh, one, two, three, an extra four big blinds. That's an extra uh, 36 hands. So you play your way, I'll play mine. Have a nice day. Uh, welcome to the mouthpiece. Uh, this is Mike. Hey, Mike. Uh, Joe in Ohio. Uh, fan up, of yours. And uh, just had a quick question for you, and I'm going to hang up and listen. But one, I was curious if you had any Stu Unger stories. And the second question to that is if you compare his career, um, say, to Helmuth, for example, where do you think Stu would stand up in history compared to that shortened career he had compared to the obviously longer but maybe more successful career that Phil had? And uh, I'll hang up, and I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. I'm good at no limit hold'em. Yeah. This is a good question. Um, Stu Unger was uh, ahead of his time. Um, I didn't really know him. I, I met him once. Uh, if you look back at the 1997 uh, World Championship, uh, that was the final table was outside on Fremont Street. Um, you can go back there, and I I watched that entire final table like it was yesterday. Um, that was before I ever played a hand in No Limit. I was trying. I was like one of the best limit holding players in the world. I was trying to learn No Limit. I watched that final table. Um, but what Stu was ahead of his time, and it's kind of like I was ahead of my time, Helmets was ahead of his time, is we were super, super aggro when people didn't know to be aggro. In other words, we looked at any two cars, to us, they were aces, and we played them like that, and people didn't play back at us. That allowed us to accumulate a lot, a lot of chips, and a lot of, a lot of people like me, Huck Seed, Carlos Mortensen, Daniel, um, uh, Stu Unger, Phil Ivey, uh, to name a few, that were able to be in front of their time and and just really, really pick up tons and tons of chips without having hands. Uh, and then 2006 came around after the poker boom and card runners decided to teach everyone bet sizing. And once they taught that, uh, the ability to attack people by the way they threw their chips in is what I did for years. Changed and that changed the dynamic of poker. Um, but uh, according to uh, you know people who knew him, Billy Baxter, were very close to him, Mike Sexton, very close to him, uh, they told me that uh, Stu Unger was literally the greatest gin rummy player in the world. It wasn't even close. Nobody could beat him. Uh, and when it came to no hold, limit hold him, he was ahead of himself. But when it came to cash games, he was a fish, a big one. Uh, kind of like uh, our boy Phil Helmuth uh, 
even though he thinks he's the greatest. Um, but uh, I've lost once. There you go. And uh, so, um, but uh, I don't think much of Phil's cash game. I hope he doesn't hear it. This probably he probably won't hear it. But if he does, I, I still love him anyways. Um, you're too good. Phil Helmuth, you're too good. Yeah. And uh, thank you, uh, computer. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, we got Matt on the line. Uh, so uh, that's my, my story on that. Uh, but uh, if you really want to, you know, so that, that's my story, you know, with Stu Unger. I think he, today, in today's game, I think he would have just dominated and he would have adjusted. And uh, to shame, uh, you know, um, drugs are undefeated. I can tell you that from first-hand knowledge, and uh, and for even some people in the poker world today that I thought could get away for years doing them, it eventually catches up. Uh, it's just undefeated, and it's just sad. So uh, we're going to take a break for some phone calls. We're going to have some phone people call in if they want to talk to Matt Savage and ask him any questions. We're going to bring Matt on the line right now. Matt, are you there? Uh I am here. How are yes. you? Thanks, Matt. Thanks for coming on the mouthpiece. I appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Got all dressed up for you. Wow. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So, um, <laughs> oh, looking good, buddy. Looking good. So, um, for all the listeners out there that, that missed our tribute a couple weeks ago, um, why don't you uh, fill everybody in on, on what the WPT is doing and uh, tell us some Mike Sexton stories. And, uh, and uh, t- well, the floor is yours, my friend. Uh, basically, uh, you know, everybody loved Mike. And uh, when you were doing your uh, show the other day, tribute show, I was a little nervous because Mike had said that he uh, didn't really want anything made of it and uh, that he had been sick for a while, but uh, really didn't want it public. And so when that tweet came out, not from you, but from somebody yeah. else saying that uh, it was out there, um, it uh, kind of upset us because we didn't want his son or his family to see that and uh, yeah. you know have anything he said in a negative light. But you picked up on that and you did a, a great thing and uh, we were, you know, we were really honored and, and proud that you did such a great thing for Mike and he loved it himself. So in the end, it turned out to be amazing. And I was uh, nervous about going on because I'd kind of been told not to say anything about it publicly. Yeah. But uh, when Adam went on and I saw all the great people on your show. Uh, that night, I, ha- I felt compelled and had to go on because, again, on the other side of it, people were texting me like, are you coming on? Are you going to do this show? And I'm like, yeah, I guess I will. And so uh, I get, got on at the end and uh, was able to say a few things about Mike. But uh, what we're going to do next Tuesday is more or less have a, a kind of a celebration of life, a memorial service. Mike didn't want anybody to be sad. He wanted all the good stories to be told. And so for the first part of it, uh, at 5 o'clock Pacific time on Tuesday, It'll be uh, family members and a couple, you know, close people that uh, were with him in his career. And then later on, around 6.30, 7 o'clock, I'm going to take over and open it up to the floor. So anybody that wants to come in and say anything about uh, Mike will be welcome to come on. I know that you're going to be on there as well. Uh, we have other uh, other people that uh, Mike meant a lot to, and uh, I'll stay on there as long as it takes. Uh, you know, yeah. basically kind of doing what you did uh, yeah. for yours, but uh, post uh, – post, um, his wonderful life. It is his birthday on uh, Tuesday. So we're looking forward to hearing some of the great stories and his family will be uh, there on the line watching. And so we're happy to uh, share the love and share, you know, the stories uh, to his family and to his friends uh, that people haven't heard to this, to this time. So I'm excited about it. 
I know the people are reaching way back and finding some of the great stories uh, that are going to be told that night. And, uh, you know, yeah. we're happy to do it. Uh, it. It's not a WPT production per se, but it is uh, basically family and friends getting on there and saying some great things about the man that was Mike Sexton. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I had many days of, we probably both the many days we've cried ourselves for a long time losing Mike. And I, you know, I, I, I thought I was kind of over it and you come, you came on and we start talking about him and I, I got all emotional again. Um, I'm sure you, uh, you've had many a days like that where you start to think about it and you, and you get kind of emotional. Um, it, it is a tough, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I, I guess, you know, you've known for a long time, um, somebody like me, I, I, I knew two days before I did the tribute and the only, and I said, I, God bless everyone in the poker world. It came out amazing. I didn't know what to expect. I just knew people were saying, I just want to talk to Mike one time before he dies. I, I, I just want to say something one more time. And I just said, well, let's try and put this together. And everybody came on the poker. It just, just goes to show what a wonderful group the, po- the poker world is. I, I get real emotional thinking about it still. So, uh, I mean, it's still pretty fresh. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, I'm look forward to, to having that. So it'll be five o'clock at. It'll be on. Um, where will pe- people be able to be able to to, to tune into it? Uh, it'll be on Zoom, but we'll be hosting it. It'll be on Twitch, and I think it'll be on okay. uh, YouTube as well. Okay. And uh, like I said, it's it's basically a night where we can come in, tell stories, have a few laughs, and try and uh, remember the man that he was. And uh, you know, we've already got a lot of uh, great people lined up to come in. And uh, I, I expect it to go a long time. Yours went a long time. I yeah. understand that, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we don't want to cut anybody short. Right. We want everybody to have a chance to say whatever they want to say uh, in respect for the family and, and everything. We're going to try and keep it light because uh, that's what he wanted. Right. Uh, that was his wishes. And uh, we're happy to do that for him. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you have anybody out there that uh, wants to come on that uh, that I don't know about, just please let us know and we will get you on. We're going to get everybody on. We'll keep it running as long as we have to. We have some people from all over the world coming in, so it's going to go a little later than, you know, maybe we initially expected, but uh, we're That's going to be okay. doing some stuff. So some of the legends from Europe are going to come in and tell their stories about Mike, yeah. and uh, we're just going to keep it going. You know, we're happy to have you come on and, and yeah. tell your stories as well. Yeah, that sounds good. So um, uh, that that's something I'll, I'm looking forward to. So everybody out there, 5 o'clock, Twitch, YouTube, look for it it's going to go all night it's going to be a great celebration of life for mike um the question is to you so i did notice that um uh the world poker tour has been running uh some events through party poker um but uh, us here in the united states are not allowed to play those so is that correct that is correct. Yeah, okay. it was. Uh, we just had the championship event yesterday. I did the commentary for the final table. Yeah, and a guy named Philip Miggle won the, the tournament uh, for one point five million. He actually made a deal at the end. But uh, we had one guy win one point five five and one point four five for the other guy. So it was a an amazing day. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, not open to American citizens at the time. But uh, yeah. you know what? You know, it still hit the guarantee of ten million. And we're trying to do things. Uh, with Party Poker on the World Poker Tour, we're right. really lucky to have them as a partner. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that, that, that is really good, you know. And and like I said, I I wasn't sure, you know. I saw some Americans playing in that. I didn't know they're playing overseas. What they're doing, if they're allowing them, uh, you know. I'm not really up to up to speed on the on the 
on the whole tournament thing. I just know when they, there's some big tournament and they say go ahead and stream it, Mike. It's where and I I jump in it. I I uh, I, I end up getting tenth in all of them or something. So uh, no, I can't <laughs> complain. I can't complain. I mean, uh, I played 24 events uh, since July 1st. I cast 12th and got two tenths, uh, 16th, 21st. Just, you know, I've had a chances, you know. You, you got to win that hand when you're deep in there. You got to give yourself a chance to get lucky. That's the old uh, the old montage of tournament poker. So, uh, listen, I appreciate you coming on. As a, see if we take any questions. Anybody wants to call in, 702-329-0480. While we have Matt on the line, uh, we can uh, ask Matt whatever he wants. Matt, what do you uh, – I'm going to change the subject a little bit. Uh, what do you think of our Vegas Golden Knights going down in five? Oh, that sucked. It, it uh, was terrible. I mean, they just they just didn't have it. I mean, it was not uh, anything good. I know that Daniel's going on and on about the coaching. I but, disagree uh, with him. It was, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think we should put Flurry in there. I think that might have given the team a boost. A boost at some right. point. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's yeah. sad. It's sad yeah. that uh, they're out. But at the same time, uh, you know, I don't think they deserve to win either. So no, they I'm didn't not, deserve to win. I, I think, like I said a little bit earlier on the show, uh, the word going around. Here we got somebody that's calling in, so let's do this. Welcome to the mouthpiece. You're on the line with me and Matt Savage. How's it going? Hey, how you doing? This is Matt calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, Matt? How's it going? Good, good. Uh, I was just curious. Um, I, I think I just got a chance to catch a uh, little bit of the stream here. Um, does the World Poker Tour or Party Poker or any of those affiliates, um, did they do similar like what the World Series of Poker did as far as uh, now doing online poker tournaments like Mike was streaming? That's we We're just talking about that. Um, they, they, uh, you can answer that, Matt. We do have the uh, Party Poker Network that's in New Jersey right now, and they're playing that uh, as we speak. Uh, it's going on. But uh, as far as the international ones, you have to be out of the United States to play in it. Hello? It's unfortunate. We're still trying to get it back in. But uh, as of right now, you can't play in those events on Party Poker. But unless you are in New Jersey where they're running the uh, U.S. Party Poker Network. There you go. So, if uh, yeah, so... Um... Yeah, as of right now, we're we're not we're just talking about that. We're not able as Americans to play in these WPT events, which they are running. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we live in in not a free country. We live in a communist country, so that's why we can't play in it. Where every other place is a free country, or else we'd be allowed to play in it. So, uh, Mike, uh, do you know um, Mike? Yeah. Hello. Mike. Yeah, Mike. Do you, do you know? Do you know if you could? Um, is there any events coming up? I really enjoy and I'm entertained by watching you play on these online poker tournaments. Yeah, any, gonna, uh, events coming up that you know of? Yeah, I'm going to start streaming uh, the Sunday tournaments uh, on uh, WSOP.com and also on some uh, America's Card Room, probably. Uh, so. Uh, uh, I don't plan on watching much football this year, so... Uh, uh, gives me something to watch, then. That's yeah, good. Give, give, give us something to watch, so uh, I'm going to... Because I don't feel like watching a bunch of uh, communists kneeling to the American flag, <laughs> so I'd rather watch you play poker. There you go. That's my thought process also. So you got it, my friend. Thanks for calling. All right, so... Um, uh, that was uh, pretty funny, uh, but he's right. That's uh, I'm gonna. Do, I am gonna stream as many as I can 
uh, I think uh, I try and make it entertaining, and uh, I have a lot of fun with it. So, um, uh, yeah, so going back to the Vegas Golden Knights, um, it just seemed like every game was the same. Even when we were up 2-0 in game five, it was the same. 35 shots on goal to 15, everything from the outside, nothing at the net, no rebounds. Um, and I think we were men- we're a mentally weak team. I mean, that's just my opinion. We got another call. Welcome to the mouthpiece. You're on with me and tournament director Matt Savage. How's it going? Hello, Mr. Savage. I just want to apologize. Mac, I don't want to come off as a guy hating you. I love you, Mike. We all love you. We want to see you do well. We just like you to mix a little bit of modern poker theory because we all want to see you do well again. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't. I wasn't trying to just bag on you no, for that no, no. really horrible play you made with the Aces and the Big Blind. Yeah. And I just wanted you to finish ahead of your Dean Egg communist sympathizer, CCP <laughs> uh, front man. Uh, Dean Eggs on that tournament and really, you know, you're yeah, teasing him about the fact that you got him in the CCP that he represents. Yeah. And I just wanted that. And Matt Savage, <laughs> but can we do something about the World Series Poker uh, .com uh, blind structure? It's horrible. And the payouts are great. He don't, he don't work can for WSOP.com. If he worked for WSOP.com, he'd be able to fix the blind structure. Matt Savage had the blind structure's Perfect when he ran the World Series in 03 and 04, and then they took over and they destroyed it in 05. And then it, they finally got him at least in the regular tournaments a lot better. But everybody knows what I think of your blind structures, Matt. I think you're the, they're the best. But um, thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, they, we just, you know, the event we had yesterday had 45 minute uh, levels at the final table on party poker, so it was actually very deep. Final right. table took like seven and a half hours, so. It was a long stream, but, uh, yeah, I mean, those players got a lot of play. Yeah. And I know it's tough. You know, it's tough when you can't uh, have two-day events uh, on WSOP.com, but I know that uh, the numbers were good. And yeah. they were happy, and I really don't blame them for running those events. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, wow, why would they just do all these online events? But I'm telling you, uh, it was very successful for them, and congratulations to them for at no, least I, keeping some players in action. I, I agree. Um, my, my my biggest call-out, and I um, – I, I texted Jack the other day is is um, they didn't put any um, you know every year we always have the 10k events with the mixed game world championships and stuff and to not have any of the mixed games uh, where almost I would say 75 percent of the people that do play in the mixed game events are Americans um, so uh, I think they should have ran the mixed game championships and hopefully, they might hear before the year's over. Uh, I think they, they see the numbers and they might go with something that uh, will help them. You know, So I'm not sure what they're going to do. I know originally it looked like the end of October they were all you know, uh, geared up to run the World Series at the Rio. Um, it doesn't look like that's going to happen um, because Governor Sisiolak won't let anybody out of their house till November 4th. So... Um, you know that'll be the last uh, probably we'll be able to run it so anyways <laughs> you never know mike you never know it might happen the numbers are down in, in uh, nevada so i think yeah it's, uh, i mean but uh, I mean, it's uh it's it's just too much political implications of it so i don't see it i mean maybe maybe if uh if they're able to run the world series uh in the second week in november because um, then everything will be 
oh, we don't care about COVID anymore, uh, then, then it might still happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, hopefully it will. I don't, I don't really worry about it. I mean, the numbers are just so low with COVID right now that um, you know, I don't see it really being a factor. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Uh, this is Mike. You're on with me and tournament director Matt Savage. Hey, Mike. I just wanted to tell you, um, I watched you play a couple of tournaments recently, man, and you just really are playing at a great level. So, congrats on that. But I just wanted to ask you, um, what do you think the chances are of having the WSOP in person live at the Rio next year? I mean, I know the Rio is close, but. What do you think is the chance of having live poker there for the WSOP next year? Yeah, well, I think it's a hundred percent next year. I still think we, matter of fact, as you're calling in, me and Matt were just talking that there's still a good chance this year. What, what do you think the odds this year, Matt? You, you've been hearing the the rumbles through there. Yeah, I think it's less than fifty percent, but I think I still think there's a shot of it yeah. happening. Something happening, you know, whether it's uh, reduced numbers at the table or whatever, or smaller field, or right. the international players can't travel in. But I hope, I hope it can happen. So, you know, I'm always a big fan of uh, po- poker succeeding because I always say that if the WSOP does well, then everybody does well. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy that if they succeed. No, I, I agree. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to say next year a hundred percent. This year. Uh, well, close to 50%, which is a lot higher than I would have gave it. Um, but um, I do believe if it does happen, uh, it'll, uh, it'll every, all the restrictions will be lifted November 4th. Uh, that, that's my conspiracy theory. You know, whether you like it or not, I, I believe it. I believe it is fact. Okay, not conspiracy fact. So um, hopefully the country will survive through the next 47 days, and everybody will get off their craziness and go back to a normal life because I'm trying my hardest to stay away from the craziness. Uh, I learned my lesson four years ago. ago. So, uh, all right, man, I appreciate the call, and uh, thanks for listening to the mouthpiece. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks. You, Have a great yeah, day. You got it, my man. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, uh, God, that really sucks, Vegas being out. Now, I was going to tell you, we're like, I agree, I thought – we we all know Robin Leonard was not the problem. He played great, good. He played good, not great. Um, but uh, he, it wasn't like he was a difference maker. Um, I think that that the team's energy, which let down after they scored that first goal, might not have let down if Flurry was in net. I think that they needed a uh, a boost mentally, and it wasn't because Robin Leonard wasn't playing well. It was because. I just thought it was the right thing, and I think uh, you know. One, I think Daniel's wrong about the coaching, but I think he's right about the way they treated players. Uh, I mean, you can't treat somebody as loved as Flurry the way they did uh, when he did nothing to lose his job. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah, it's uh, actually um, you know it's 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 tough. Because we do love Flurry, and uh, he has meant so much to this team and the city. Right. You know? We came off the uh, uh, October one, and uh, I, th- to me, without the Golden Knights, I don't think we have the community that we have now. Exactly. Uh, in Las Vegas, so uh, he was a big part of that. Derek England was a big part of that. We didn't see him in any of these playoff games. Right. Kind of the heart of the team got lost. I don't. Uh, yeah. You know, I love Mark Stone. I think he's a great player, but at the same time. He's not the heart of the team. No, and and that's the thing. And and and, and I think where management is going to take a big hit this year, 
uh, in this off season is not because they're out. It's you have a, a community. Uh, you know, you could say I love Gallant. I thought Gallant was a terrible coach. I thought he should have been fired. I saw the difference once they uh, DeBoer took over defensively. They were a hundred times better. Anybody tells me different, they're crazy. Um, I do think that they struggled. The coaching staff did struggle making adjustments uh, with uh, the Dallas defense in the in the playoffs, where it just seemed like the same game, but over and over. But like you said, when you have Someone as beloved as Flurry, somebody who, 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 when when COVID started, gave a hundred thousand to the to the workers of uh, T-Mobile. Uh, so the, somebody put up three hundred. Flurry put up a hundred of his own money. Um, it might not seem like a lot, but it's a lot to those workers. And um, I, it's one thing. I just feel like. It, I honestly, uh, you know, when the when when the uh, agent tweeted that tweet i mean he was already told it was obvious he was told by management that flurry will not be in net for the playoffs and um and i do i i do believe uh uh it's over with now so i'll say it uh there's no way that 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 tweet is released without flurry signing off on it you could you could take that to the bank okay and uh, he felt he he was backstabbed, you know. But was he backstabbed by DeBoer, or was he backstabbed by DeBoer saying, "I want to go with Robin Leonard"? There's no way they took Flurry out of net without upstairs management signing off on it. Which is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think so. It uh, it was a tough one, you know. It was really, you know, they said it didn't affect the team, but it had to. Have. I mean, there's just no chance that uh, there's no chance. You know, I agree. They, they put him out there and. Uh, you know, he had a good game. He he lost one nothing in that first game in the Dallas. And, and the first goal wasn't even on him. He played fantastic, yeah. and then he also played fantastic in the Vancouver series. I mean, he he played three great games in a row after the stinker against uh, in St. Louis in the in the round robin. But um, I I I told I told everybody, listen, I thought Robin Leonard played good, not great. Um, I don't think us losing was on Robin Leonard. But again, this is an emo- when you have no fans in an arena, and you're basically playing a, a hockey game for a Stanley Cup, and you, you need energy. I think you got to go with the guy that 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 your team is loved and the community is loved by. And I think that they needed that's what the spark that they uh, that you're right that they they just didn't do. And uh, I think George McPhee is going to take the fall for this. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of questionable trades. We had all those draft picks. We had a team that went to the finals. I mean, so, I mean, yes, they they got Mark Stone. I think he's a great, great player, you know. But look at the the, the Tatar Pacioretty mess. I mean, look how good Suzuki is. Look how good Tatar is playing for for Montreal. So, man, it's going to be a very, very, uh, you know, the a team, the a community falls in love with. I know it's a business. We all know it's a business, but. It, they're going to fall in love with certain players, and when you ostracize them for kick up for no reason, the this is a this is a town people don't understand. This is town you've been here a long time, Matt. It's built around winners. People, the, whether you like it or not, Flurry's personality, his style of goaltending excites the people and the fans of Las Vegas, and um, for him to be taken out without, you know really any reason uh is uh, unless they won the cup it was going to be ridiculed you knew that so kind of sucks yeah know. that's true we're killing your audience here mike you got to get back uh, you know 
talking about something else besides hockey. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to talk with you about hockey because you know you're a big hockey fan, and I know me and you, you. me and you were pissed. You know. Yeah, I I have a little beef. I have a little beef with you, by the way. Yeah. Okay. What is it? You you put on some betting expert last week that gave me the pick of the week, right? Yeah. I did. I didn't bet any football. I didn't bet any football, any college, nothing. But I said, you know what? Mike's got this expert on. He gives us one pick. Uh, over in the North Carolina and uh, Syracuse. Game. Yeah, it went under by 30 and points. It was it was like 7-3 uh, at half. I was like, <laughs> the real nice, I think, Mike. Hey, Thanks, I, I appreciate that. And you know what? He's uh, he's supposed to be on here um, this week. Uh, <laughs> well, and tell him I'm pissed wait, off. Wait, 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 wait. He didn't make it this week. I think he's making sure. <laughs> I think he's making sure that he doesn't uh, uh, put out a loser next week because uh, – it's it's tough for you to get business when you put out losers. That's for sure. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when Mike Matt, you're just giving one pick. Yeah. Hey, when Mike Mattiso puts out one pick and wins it easily, and then I lost all the rest of my picks. I had 17 points in the pick last week, um, and he comes on and gives out one pick and doesn't even have a, a chance at it. I have a feeling why he told me he something came up and he had to skip this week and he'll be back next week. <laughs> I think he wants to make sure that he um, doesn't. Uh, at least if he puts out a loser, it uh, uh, something uh, it do, it doesn't where they never have a chance. But that's sports betting. We all know that. Uh, well, I know you. So. I know you're not watching hockey anymore. But I uh, there's a game on now. What's going on? What's the score? Is it started uh, yet? I don't know. I have it just starting a couple minutes ago. All right, so Matt. Have, Thanks for joining the mouthpiece. You no, know, I love it. And yeah, I'm going to give gonna... you one pick of the week. I'm going to give your your fans one pick of the week. Go ahead, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. They're going to crush Miami. Okay. There, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's a good point. So this is our 50th episode of the podcast, oh, wow. and it's more Thanks. than appropriate to have Matt Savage on for our golden uh, podcast since he was our first guest. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get one. all your people out there watching uh, the Mike Sexton Memorial this week. I know everybody out there that plays poker owes Mike uh, Sexton a great debt of data, uh, gratitude. And for sure, there's going to be uh, so many people watching and so many people involved. And you're really going to love uh, the tributes and stories about Mike Sexton. Uh, Mike uh, Mattison will be on there, and a lot of other great players will be down there as well. And they're all going to tell their great stories about Mike Sexton. So make sure you tune in on Tuesday, 5 o'clock Pacific, and uh, we're going to do it right. We're going to honor him the way we should. All right, Matt. Thanks for coming on, and uh, take care. I love you, my man. I'll talk to Anytime, you soon. Anytime, Mike. Anytime, right, buddy. Peace. Thanks. All right, so uh, there you go, 5 o'clock. Uh, YouTube, Twitch, um, the Mike Sexton tribute this Tuesday. Please don't miss it. There's going to be a lot of special poker players. Probably every poker player that ever that you've ever heard on television, uh, people you haven't seen on television, people whose lives that Mike has touched. Um, I was able to put together a tribute that was beautiful for at a last second while he was alive, and it meant a lot to him. Uh, this tribute uh, is for the people that weren't able to make that show. It's going to be a special thing that the World Poker Tour is putting on. So I wanted to make sure to Matt come on the show to talk about that. Um, and uh, he, he likes Buffalo this week. Huh? I like the other side. Ah, but I'm not, it's not one of my picks of the week. So anyways, uh, we have any more phone calls? Anybody want to call in? 329-0480-702-329-0480. could call me right now. And uh, it's... Uh, time for my pick of the week where's the pick of the week number no pick of the week music 
I'm going to do my own. So, Matt Savage, since we don't have my man Kevin on to give you a loser this week, to gave poor, poor Matt lost a thousand bucks. Kevin, you hear that? My man Matt lost a thousand bucks. If any of my other people lost money, that's fine. You better get your ass back here next week with a winner. We're going to let you slide this week. I think it's a good idea to take this week off because um, because uh, you got to come up with a winner next week because, uh, you know, you make me look bad and uh, and then I can't have people making me look bad, you know. I make myself look bad enough, you know what I mean? So, um, so we're going to go with uh, my pick of the week. My man Matt likes Buffalo. I like the other side. I think Miami's winning seven games this year. I don't think Buffalo's that good. Uh, they looked great last week, uh, but whatever. We'll see what if he's right or not. I mean, I ended up, uh, the line changed on my um, uh, Washington uh, the night before, so I had to move it down to a nine instead of a 10-star selection, and I moved the Dolphins up to my nine-star pick last week, um, and uh, I had, it was a three-point game the whole time, and Cam Newton got New England in the end zone to make him up 10, Miami came down first and goal at the four-yard line with 54 seconds to go, and all they have to do is score. I get the cover, which I was covering the whole game, but Fitzpatrick does his normal, throws a pick, because that's what Fitzpatrick does. He either plays lights out, which he's done many times, or he does what he did to me last week. So we'll see. I think Miami's a lot better than you're giving him credit for. Uh, if Buffalo does win big in that game, Buffalo could be a solid chance to go deep in the playoffs. We'll see who's right. Here's my pick of the week, guys. You know, I've kicked this around a lot. Um, and I said that one of the biggest mistakes I made last week is home teams, road teams, going on the road, laying this home dog, road dog. Well, it doesn't matter. It's a practice game. Like, if you heard Bill Belichick speak... They go, well, how is it like playing with no fans? He said, like playing in a practice, okay? And that's when it dawned on me the mistakes I made last week. And I won't make those mistakes this week. The home the home road scenario that usually always counts means nothing. Um, so uh, basically, uh, it, it's, it's which, which team has more of a heart, which team is it can play with no fans to get them pumped up. Because they're they're not on the road. The only thing they're they're on the road is, is they're traveling to the road, and with that travel to the road, I'm gonna go with a travel that means something, and I'm going to take. God, I hate this team too. I don't know how I'll ever be a Raider fan, but I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders plus six and a half on Monday night in their opener at home. Now. You could say, well, there's going to be no fans, which there won't because King Kami Sisolak, you know, will will keep the entire, everybody as closed as long as he can and allow nobody to do anything as long as he can because that's what the Democrats are doing to try and win an election, which it's going to end up costing them, you mark my word. They're trying to ride COVID into the election, and I think it's going to be the end of them because of it. But we'll see. Um... I know the the end of the world won't be over if Biden wins and the end of the world won't be over if Trump wins. Um, they, both sides might be spinning it that way, but uh, 
everybody needs to just lower the temperature. It's it's all going to be fine one way or the other. Uh, you guys know my opinion of how I feel, and we'll leave it at that. But I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders to six and a half plus six and a half. Why? Okay, there's a big difference. I said there's no road and home this year, but. This is a Monday night game. Vegas is still pulling out all the stops with the firework display, with the roof open, okay, on live network television. This is going to be a a spectacle like nobody has ever seen, okay? That means that the people, the New Orleans Saints, will be seeing all the spectacle and this firework and this, this opening celebration in Las Vegas before the game, okay? They, they are coming off a really big division win over the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, in which Tom Brady basically gave the game away. I mean, you take away the pick six and the other pick where they were at the 20-yard line, and uh, they win that game. Uh, they lost my, uh, their uh, number one receiver, Michael Thomas, is out for the game. Uh, I just don't see them coming into Vegas. Now, remember, they, they just because... Uh, they're they're all under this quarantine or whatever. They're still going to be in the Vegas hotels, okay? You can still order fucking hookers in the Vegas hotels, okay? Call girls, strippers, whatever you want to call them. Um, and are, are they really going to have somebody guarding everybody's door to make sure that no girls come up to their rooms? I don't think so. And uh, they talk about the Vegas flu uh, with the Golden Knights in year one. Um, I, I don't believe home or road means anything this year except for this opening game. I really think coming off that loss or that win over Tampa Bay, going and traveling to the world-famous Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, remember, casinos are still open. Hotel rooms are still open. Um, I don't think that uh, any of these players aren't going to sneak on down to the casino gamble a little bit or have girls come up to their room. I don't believe they'll be focused uh, coming off last week's win. Uh, I'm going uh, with a very, very if I was to bet, which I won't. uh, I did come out of retirement to make one bet last week uh, where I lost three grand uh, and that will be the last bet I make Uh, and that was on the Vegas Golden Knights in game five, which they dominated and somehow found a way to lose. That's why I talked a lot about hockey tonight because it really aggravated me. Uh, I won't be making bets again because I'm a sick fuck. So I know that. So there won't be no betting for me, but I really, really like this pick. Um, They were a great home team last year, but again, home road means nothing this year. They're basically playing a practice game at their home stadium. The other team is playing a practice game at... (coughs) Well, it's a real game, but the according to like what Bill Belichick said, it's kind of like a practice, um, but it's different. It's a Monday night football opener in Vegas. The fireworks, the, the pregame hoopla, which will be shown on network TV, will all be in front of the Saints people, uh, which will be completely different than any other stadium they've ever seen. Um, I do believe it makes a difference, and Vegas wins this game outright. You heard it from me against the Saints on Monday night. My pick of the week. We're 1-0. My pick of the week. Um, See, we can go for 2-0. We only won. I think last year we went Uh, 6-11. This week we're 1-0 so far. Um, But this is normal. Like I said, I would... 
I had 17 points in my pick'em contest. I think I won three games uh, out of the 10, uh, which is normal. But uh, I I always have been really good on my picks, my number one picks, and then I usually lose 80% of my others. Last year was different. We'll see what happens this year. I'm going with Vegas as my pick of the week. So uh, that's about uh, it. Let's see what's going on with me. Uh, what... Uh, I'm playing a lot. Uh, it's very important to know uh, that I am playing a lot in my home game. Um, if you haven't joined my home game yet and would like to play, uh, one two no limit online, two four no limit, one two and two four PLO. And lately, uh, I've been playing a lot of four eight with a kill Omaha eight or better. Um, and I do zoom with my players. Uh, once a week at least, sometimes twice a week. Um, and I try and teach people Omaha 8. Uh, the games are, <laughs> are really good <laughs> right now. I mean, I never win, but they're pretty good. I, I think it's because it's hard for me to take it seriously. Um, but uh, anybody who's listened to the podcast that hasn't made an account and joined my home game, my private game, you can only get in if you email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. That's mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Um, uh, next week, I want you to make sure you put that across my stream there, buddy, with my phone number, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Um, uh, and uh, you can receive uh, 50 bucks extra on your initial uh, sign-up bonus of a $200 deposit. So you get 250 for 200 mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Um, play 2-4 no limit 1-2 no limit and most of the games right now have been 2-4 they've been pretty good um, and we've been playing the uh, last two nights we've had uh, two games going uh, well three games going a 1-2 a 2-4 and uh, the Omaha 8 uh, let's take a look what do we what do we have going right now let me take a look did I close it out no it's right here right now we have wow look at this we've got a one two no limit going, a two four no limit go two two four no limit no two one two no limit game going and a two four game going. Uh no oh eight game going right now. It's because I'm not on there as soon as I sit everybody wants to sit and play with me. Um it's kind of been fun for me. I've been playing a lot of head up three handed, four handed. I'm trying to get my O eight game sharp because I've been playing all no limit all of them for the last six months. Uh first day I was terrible. I made some adjustments and I've been pretty good the last few days. So if you want to learn 08 from me, uh, if you want to play 1, 2, and 2, 4, no limit, hold them. Mouth poker at yahoo.com and receive 50 extra bucks for a $200 deposit to play with me every day. I've been playing normally, I usually used to play with uh, about two hours a day. I've been playing around four hours a day lately. Um, my uh, big game that I was playing with Phil, my bigger game, uh, has kind of collapsed lately. Um, a lot of people in Vegas are playing in a home game. Uh, a lot of people are playing. Uh, Phil's out of town in Wisconsin um, with his family. So the game is not going this week. And so I've been playing uh, in my home game. So that'll do it. Uh, another episode of Mouthpiece is in the books. I appreciate y'all for uh, listening to my bullshit. Stay safe. 
Um, don't let politics control your life and um, enjoy life. Live every day as you like to be treated. Treat everyone the way you want to be treated. I'll talk to you all 